But the Lord put on my heart that for today, I was to just I was to do the I was to do the Pasha. So we will continue next week with Acts chapter four. But but I wanted to do I just felt like God wanted me to do the Pasha. And um, I want to I'm going to explain a little bit um, to our guests is that is that the Parsha is a Torah portion that is read every single week. There is another there is another portion. So like today it's from Tetzavel, which means you shall command, and it's taken from Exodus twenty seven twenty to thirty ten. And then there's a Haftarah portion, which means the prophets. And then there's a Brit Chadashah portion, which is which means from the new from the New Testament. So I just felt that the Lord wanted you to understand because you're um, have a master's in theology, and you're, now you're going to see different types of. Um, uh, synagogues and churches and and understand more about religion so I'd like you to understand that our Parsha speaks is speaking we're in the book of Exodus and in Exodus it speaks a lot about the construction of the Mishkan now if I mention a word and you don't know what it is, raise your hand. So if you don't know what Mishkan is, raise your hand. Okay. Okay. Mishkan mean, is the Hebrew word for tabernacle. So it's the construction of the tabernacle. Now why would you think that God would want Israel... In, when they're in the wilderness, to build a tabernacle. Why would, you th why would you think that he would want that? Well, first of all, it's a place where God dwells with his people. Now, think about how blessed that we are, those of us who know that Yeshua is the Mashiach, is the Messiah. Those of us who know that Yeshua is, is God, God, God the Son, God the Messiah. We understand that once we believe, He enters into us and lives with us. So right now, on earth, God is dwelling with us, even though the temples were destroyed and the third temple will be rebuilt, and everyone, whether you're born Jewish or not born Jewish, needs to pray for the rebuilding of the temple, and the reason why is because Yeshua 
will reign in Jerusalem for 1,000 years from that temple. So it's exciting. Yes, Jewish people always pray for the rebuilding of the temple. Whether they're a believer in Yeshua or not a believer in Yeshua, we pray for the rebuilding of the temple. And we pray for the peace of Jerusalem. But if you're not born Jewish, and you say, well, I don't know about the temple. Gee, you should know about the temple, because it's in the scripture. And if you study David and you've studied Solomon, you've studied about the building of the temple. If you study um, the Israelites in the wilderness, you study about the, the Mishkan, the tabernacle. So today, we're up to Exodus, Exodus 27, verse 20, Parsha Tetzaveh. And again, Tetzaveh means command. You shall command. So he starts off with, God starts off with, also, you are to command B'nai Yisrael that they are to bring you pure olive oil beaten for the light to cause a lamp to burn continually. Well, that's a very rich statement. First of all, you are to command. Who is he talking to? Moses, Moshe, Moses. Well, what's different about this Pasha that all the other Parashot don't have? What's different is the name of Moshe. And we try and we think, why isn't why is he saying you are to command, not Vayidabeh at Adonai El Moshe, and the Lord spoke to Moses Lemur, saying, and then he would say, why didn't he do that like he starts all the others? And it is thought this is, it is thought that the reason why is because Moses, and it's not as a punishment, it's actually a good thing. Because it helps build humility. And humility is a characteristic of God, of Mashiach, of Yeshua. And so when his name wasn't mentioned, it's not that, hey, wait a minute. Father, 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 don't go away. You made a mistake. You, you left out my name. It's not like that. It's for to teach us humbleness and humility. So the culture and the mood of Mishkan, of the Mishkan, of the tabernacle, was supposed to be a holy place. Very, very holy place, like the Kodesh HaKodeshim. Do you know what the Kodesh HaKodeshim is? Okay, then you're supposed to raise your hand if you don't know, right, so I can say it. It means the Holy of Holies, right. And if you try to think about, approximate, what else in the scriptures... Could, 
could approximate the holiness of the Mishkan, of the Holy of Holies. Can, can you think of, well, it, it, not, not a person. In other words, there was some place that approximated that. And the place that approximated that was the Ganidan, the Garden of Eden, before the sin took place. You see, it was supposed to be a perfect existence. One long Shabbat where all, all would live with God forever. But man sinned. And so mankind was cast out. And because mankind was cast out, and then they had to have the flaming swords, so man could not enter. But originally, it was meant to be a paradise, a symbolic of heaven. And when we are with God, when the time comes that we're all with God, it will be a time like that. We'll be back in the Gan Eden. We'll be back in paradise. There will be a with with God. Once we are with God, that's where there's perfection. And so it is. It is a. This is why the. This is why Moses and Aaron and um, the Israelites were commanded to build the tabernacle and wear certain garments. The Mishkan was a microcosm of the world as it should have been. Now we can look around at the world today and the, the world today looks like it's almost perfect, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, absolutely far from it. Absolutely. We've gone a long way. Not a good way, but a long, long way. And um, so the Mishkan was a microcosm of the world as it should have been. And the Kohen Gadol was a model of how, of how God intended us all to be. Well, how do we know that? Because who is our Kohen Haggadot. Yeshua. And we're all to be like Yeshua. We're all to live like Yeshua. To try to be, to emulate Yeshua. And think about it. God chose the Jewish people to give the statutes, give the rules and regulations, give the laws. Give the temple, give the tabernacle, give it all to the Jewish people because they were supposed to be like Yeshua. But we not quite made it to be like Yeshua. As a matter of fact, that's why he had to send Yeshua. Okay. 
So, and Yeshua was from before, was from before creation. So we didn't do our job. What was the purpose of our job? The purpose of our job was so all the nations would look at us and see not us, but see God. And see the blessings of God. And, and think about it. There was an example in Scripture where someone saw God through someone and what a change. Can we think of who that person was? Well, Yitro is one. And another one is the queen. Who came, queen from Ethiopia, who came to visit Solomon. And her heart melted because she saw God all through him. She saw the wisdom of God and the blessings of God. And that, in turn, made her desire to become like Solomon was. Worship like Solomon, like Solomon did. And so that's the purpose of, that's the purpose of our, why our God chose a people. He chose a people because he loves us so much that all people, the Jewish people and the nations could all come together and dwell with God and live forever in his presence. And how magnificent is God's love that it doesn't matter if you came from upstate New York or if you came from India or if you came from, uh, or if you came from China or if you came from the Caribbean or if you came from Russia, or if, you, or if you came from Miami Beach, it doesn't matter where you came from. God wants all to, to emulate the Messiah. Because people didn't do it. God had to send himself. He sent his son. God as man and God at the same time came down came to sacrifice because he loves us. The goodness of God. And then he gave us this most holy gift. The gift, what day is today? Shabbat, right? God gave us that gift of Shabbat. It's an island in time to have a day totally, totally with Him because He loves us. And that's why He set aside a day. And that's why there's not, there wasn't supposed to be any work done or anything. He, um, and that's why He said on Friday... On the sixth day, you go out and gather for the gather the manna for two days, and gather the the food gather for two days, because you don't have you not to do it the next day because 
Next day is a day of rest. And he was that model. Uh, he was that model. And Yeshua was that model. And we, as human beings, we were created to recognize his existence and worship him. And how awesome it is, we always thank the praise and worship. We, we have um, uh, people, many people in our, in our praise and worship, and we thank the praise and worship group always because they help bring us into the presence of the Almighty God. And we just, either we stand and we sing or we clap or we sit and meditate, whatever we do. But we all experience the Spirit of God. How many of you experience the Spirit of God during worship? How many of you? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That's praise the Lord. And that's why when we get back into Acts, what we're talking about in the book of Acts is not only the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit who lives in us, but the Holy Spirit, but being bathed, immersed in the Ruach HaKodesh, immersed in the Holy Spirit. So the power of God, the fire of God can come from us, can live within us. And, and um, so many of us now are praying for a demonstration of His power. And we see it so many times in our lives, but now we want to see it on, on even a deeper basis we want to be able to walk into... I know I have had a vision for years that someday God is going to have me walk into a hospital and I'm just going to go from room to room and I'm going to be able to touch and they're going to get up and they're going to be healed. And all glory goes to God. The vision, yeah. Because that's what... And... and um, and, and Raquel and I, um, years ago, we had, um, the, we had a day that was not a good day in, in our life. We had some problems that day, and we um, got a call that someone who we knew was dying. So we went in, and anyway, even though we felt lousy and... Um, it was not what we wanted to do, but we rose to the occasion, and we went to we went to visit that man, and we led him to the Lord, and then and then he died the next day. Wow! So this is the Ruach Hakadesh, the Spirit of God. And this is what we've been speaking about in our series. But now I'm going to go on a little bit more because before we go into 
and I, I'm doing this for you because before we go into the, the power and the Ruach of God, we need to understand the most important part of God and that is His love. His love for us. God wants us to emulate the character and godliness and devotion of the Messiah. He wants us to emulate the purpose, the value, humility and dignity and royalty. How many know that we are royalty? Hallelujah. And Exodus 29, verses 43 to 46. Says, I will meet with B'nai Israel there. He's talking about in the in the um, Ohel Ohel Moad, the tent of meeting, and he said, I. He says. I will meet with you to speak with you there. I will meet with B'nai Yisrael there, so it will be sanctified by my glory. So I will sanctify the tent of meeting and the altar. I will also sanctify Aaron and his sons to minister to me as Kohanim, as priests. So I will dwell among B'nai Yisrael and be their God. Then they will know that I am Adonai their God, who brought them forth out of the land of Egypt so that I may live among them. I am Adonai, their God. So what is God saying to us from that? Number one, He desires to dwell in our midst. Think about it. How many of you have ever had, let's call it, a bad hair day? <laughs> and you've looked in the mirror and you've felt, oh my gosh. Come on, admit it. Raise your hand. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, everyone. I think I saw one person who's lying. But that... <laughs> no. <laughs> um, he never looks at us like that. He looks at us with this unconditional love. He looks at us and sees the beauty. He looks at our inner man where he put his spirit. And he looks at us and just loves us and he desires to dwell in our midst. And the Torah is telling us that God's a passionate God who loves us. That he finds that God's passion finds expression in the love of human beings. His, our, or our chosenness from Him 
our chosenness is is his expression to have a people he could call his own. How many people here know that they're chosen? Raise your hand. Amen. We all can raise our hand. We are chosen. Whether born Jewish or not born Jewish, we are chosen because we have a Messiah that sacrificed and died on the tree for us. Hallelujah. And we've been created in the image of God. How do we know that? Well, I'll ask you this question. How many of you need, how many of us need to be loved? We all raise our hand. We all need to be loved. And how many of us need to love? And again, all of us raise our hand. Why do you think we need to be loved? And why do you think we need to love? Be right. We're created that way because God needs to be loved and God loves. He could create a civilization of robots, but he didn't want that because robots can't love. But human beings created in the image of God can love and need to be loved. So we have to realize when we talk, but even as I said before, we talk about the, the miracles and the signs and the wonders. We have to realize that it's all about God's eternal love for us. Now, as we, as we continue, as we continue with that, I'd like to read the ha a little bit from the Haftorah portion, which is Ezekiel 43, verses 10 to 27. Ezekiel 23, verses 10 to 27. Now, how many of you have read the book of Ezekiel? Raise your hand. Okay. But a lot of people, but not everyone. I know everyone with a master's. I know, I'm pretty sure you all had to read that. <laughs> well, I had a, a friend of mine who was a pastor. He was a pastor for 40 years. And I started to speak to him about the sacrifices that will again occur at, when the temple is rebuilt. And he said, how can you say that? Is that why, why would you say that? That's not written in the Bible. I said, it's right there in Ezekiel. Did you ever read Ezekiel? He said, sure. He said, have you read the last 10 chapters? He said, 
I haven't gotten there yet. I said, 40 years and you haven't gotten there? I said, go read it and you'll see. And the thing is, we can't miss anything in the Bible. We have to read every page of the Bible because it's filled with such richness. So Ezekiel 43, Ezekiel 43, Ezekiel 43 and verse 10. You, son of man, describe the house to the house of Is to the house of Israel, so they will be ashamed of their iniquities. And um, if you see the word house, you, son of man, describe the house to the house of Israel. The word house has you see you can see on the screen it has a capital H. Because the house is, is speaking about the house of worship. It's speaking about, it's speaking about the, the temple. The temple that was, was built. And then he said, Describe the house of Israel so they will be ashamed of their iniquity. Okay, why would that be showing God's love? Because it says it in verse 11. If they are ashamed of all they have done, sketch out the house for them, its layout, its exits, and its entrances, its complete design, with all its ordinances and all its laws. Write it down in their sight so they may observe its complete design and all its ordinances and do them. This is the Torah of the house. The whole territory around it on top of the mountain will be most holy. Behold, this is the Torah of the house, the Torah of the temple that is, that is rebuilt. So, in other words, in other words, he wants it so perfect and so holy after the pattern in heaven. Why? Because we would look at it and we would feel ashamed. What do, what do we do when we're ashamed? We confess our sins and we repent. And then God receives us. And that's what God wants. So even the temple, even the third temple, the rebuilt temple with the, where there will be the sacrifices, to show us our unholiness so we can continue to repent and, and, and live a life holy unto, unto Him. The only thing is that, remember, if we know Messiah, if He lives in our heart, we are covered. So we don't have to do... There will be sacrifices. We don't understand why but the sacrifices is not for our atonement our atonement already took place and we are covered with the blood of Messiah and let us rejoice in his eternal love for us so we conclude with Psalm 31 
verse 19, which speaks of goodness. Psalm 31, 19. Let the lying lips be mute, for they speak arrogantly against the righteous with pride and contempt, and then go on. How great, verse 20, how great is your goodness, which you have stored up for those who fear you, which, and that's reverent fear, which you have given to those who take refuge in you before the children of men. So his eternal love, his eternal love, his goodness, his goodness is a wealth of kindness. It is laid up as a treasure for us. What treasure? Our sins have been forgiven. We have the gift of his Ruach HaKodesh living within us, his Holy Spirit living within us. We have his angels guarding us. And Mashiach, Messiah, is interceding for us daily, every day. Messiah, let us rejoice in that. And also, being in Messiah, we experience the love, the peace. We may be going through tough times. At different times, we go through troubling times. But we experience His peace when we go through troubling times. We experience His joy when we go through troubling times. Because we experience His glory, His kavod, His splendor, and, and ecstasy in the direct presence of God. And all He asks is that we grasp the privilege of revering Him in a living obedience during these brief moments on earth. And then we have, because of Him, because of Messiah, we have an eternal life in paradise, in Gani Dan. And He says to us in Isaiah 61.3, He grants those who mourn in Zion giving them a garland of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of a spirit of fainting. So they will be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of that he may be glorified. The work of the Ruach, he imparts beauty to us. In that day, the branch of the Lord will be beautiful and glorious. And the fruit of the earth will be the pride and, adorn and adornment for all Israel and for all nations who come together and worship the one God and His Messiah. That's our confidence in His love. And David HaMelech, King David, had a confidence in his love. He had an insurance that God enjoys us. And so should we. 
And why did God deliver him? The same reason why God delivered us. Because he just likes us. He likes us. He loves us. So when we don't like ourselves, what are we saying? We're saying, God, you made a mistake. And God says, I never make a mistake. Never had, never will. I like you. I love you. And I want you with me for all times. His goodness transcends all borders, all time. His goodness is his eternal redemption of his people. That's why no matter what situation we're in, we are to never despair and to realize that there's always a glorious moment awaiting us soon. So let's take that home, that there's a glorious moment, and our God likes us, and He loves us, and we have that, that warmth and that love, and we are just in His arms. And now, this God who loves us will, in these last days, pour out His Spirit in such a mighty way, demonstration of His power, immersing us in the fire and glory of His Spirit, immersing us in the power of His Spirit. And it's all because He loves us. Let us remember, take that home. There's a glorious moment. And that moment is coming soon. Hallelujah. Praise.